Hello and welcome to The Big Chat. We get to speak to people about what inspires them, what drives them, what got them into business, how they found it. And some of these people you might know, some of these people you might not, but there's always a nugget of gold in every conversation I have. As an instructor, I understand the journey of a class. Yes. And as a DJ, it's really hard because the way that DJs want to mix music is they want to keep like a, a, a like a specific BPM, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the pace kind of stays the same. Whereas as an instructor, we need a journey. You can't have somebody, you know, doing 60 minutes at 126 BPM because you would just die on the bike. It's also brought um, the most fascinating uh, new experiences, humans and people into my life, as well as one major thing, and that is um, the ability to see how I can help and support other people, men and women, um, in life and business. You know, I am one of those people, if I do something, I'll do it properly. I'll stick with it. Yeah. I'll see it through. And I guess I just, you know, I put myself in the right position. I I met the right people Mm. and sort of planned, planned my career. Yeah. You know? The Big Chat is all about collaboration and giving people in our towns the time to have their say their way. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Big Chat. I'm Coco, your host for this week, and I'm I'm going to just be honest. I've just had the most amazing conversation for 30 minutes with my guest and realised I didn't press the record button. (laughs) So I've never done that in all the time that I've been recording these podcasts. Um, Obviously, you're thinking, why does that matter? You've got the sound on your film. Well, no, it does matter because I want you to be able to hear this man's words because they are real words of wisdom. So what my magician videographer does with this, I don't know. And my my amazing Giles Phillips, who does my editing, but I'm going to start again for you and it's going to be even better, I'm sure, than the chat we've just had. Even, even a dress rehearsal, I was told by our guest. I'm talking this morning to an amazing man called Scott Walker who has written a book, Order Out of Chaos. <laughs> that's quite apt. And that's the book itself. And I'm going to read again the intro using my uh, Edney and Edney glasses who are kindly sponsoring this episode. Thank you, Edney and Edney, so I can read well. But this really does encapsulate um, what, we've, what we've been talking about and what we're going to talk about. Scott Walker is one of the world's most experienced kidnap for ransom negotiators. He has helped to resolve more than 300 cases along with similar crises such as piracy and cyber extortion attacks. Scott spent 16 years as Scotland Yard detective engaged in covert counterterrorism and kidnapping operations. He left the police in 2015 to support organisations, government departments and private individuals negotiate the release of hostages all over the world. Scott uses his decades of experience to help individuals, teams and organisations develop a unique understanding of what makes people think, feel and act, specifically in times of adversity, conflict and uncertainty. I mean, that's incredible. He regularly speaks at events around the world and coaches executives at all levels of an organisation on how to enhance their resilience, emotional intelligence 
and communication skills to improve their strategy and leadership. He also supports companies to build a resilient mindset culture and develop engaged, fulfilled, purpose-driven and productive teams. Hello, Scott. Hello again. (laughs) I mean, I do like to keep it real. Absolutely. I mean... It's the only way. It is the only way, isn't it? So where do we start now? Where do you want to start? Let's start at the beginning. I mean... a good place to start. Yeah. So you were in... You were in the police detect. You were a police detective mm. for fifteen years. What, what were you? What was your passion to become a police detective? I always wanted to do that. I always wanted to go nick villains, yeah, lock them up, and really give a voice to the people that didn't have one, so yeah. the victims, their families, um, and just make the world a better place. However trite and cliche that may sound you know it was I enjoyed every single day of it I really did mm-hmm. do meaningful work um, I mean I would have done it even if I didn't get paid for it there's sometimes really? I used to pinch myself thinking I actually get to do this mm. um, and I know the police get a bad rap sometimes these days and sometimes for good reason but by and large just really great people hard working heart-centered people doing the best they can for yeah. people who, who need that support yeah and that and so to, so what i mean 50 <laughs> you don't look old enough we've already had this conversation i've had an easy paper round <laughs> i moisturize well what were you doing before what, what were you, <laughs> oh, we'll have to tell me later what were you doing um before you were a detective uh well, i was actually a barrister's clerk in were you Birmingham? Oh, we didn't get that the first time around. No, see? We, we didn't. No, and the accent will probably come out a bit more now. Um, so I did that having left school, and something at the back of my mind was like, I just want to be a cop. Mm. And then I kind of joined, and then quite quickly I joined Special Branch, which was involved in dealing with counterterrorism mm. and all that kind of stuff, which is exciting and interesting. Um. And I went through various roles, detective roles throughout my career, uh, ending up the last few years dealing with the, the, the kidnapping side of things. I mean, <laughs> dealing with the kidnapping side of things, that's, I mean, we talked, we did talk earlier about, you know, how many kidnaps take place. And you mentioned that it's, people don't want to talk about how many kidnaps take place, but there's a lot, isn't there? Yeah, worldwide. I mean, there's tens of thousands. Yeah. Um, but a lot of places where these are taking place, the, the government quite naturally doesn't want to advertise the fact because they want to get tourism and business investment. So there's tens of thousands, um, very few are reported. And the ones that I would get involved in, particularly the ones when I left the police, uh, would be linked to big insurance policies or companies that would be looking for some business development in West Africa, yeah. Philippines, Middle East, yeah. Latin America, those kind of places. And, and so when you left the police, did you work for a specific kind of body or yeah, department? Left, yeah, I left and uh, I went to work for a company in the city of London that specialised in discrete crisis management. Wow. Which involved everything from kidnap negotiations, cyber extortion... Uh, not committing cyber extortion, but negotiating. To cyber extortion. I mean, how do you negotiate? We cyber- negotiate with the with the extortionists for the release of data, perhaps, or the encryption keys. Wow! Uh, but then it'd be doing an evacuation mm. from a country, um, for example, 
and so quite a wide uh, peril type there yeah. spectrum piracy as well yeah um but it gave me a real insight like a ringside seat into yeah. the human psyche yeah really about what makes people think feel and act the way they do mm. in these times of uncertainty overwhelm crisis and um and what made the leaders in the teams who really succeeded mm. what did they do and what about the people who didn't succeed as well mm. what were their patterns and i just noticed these patterns over time uh and i thought do you know what i I want to share this, mm. not give away any trade secrets or breach any confidentialities, but around giving people the tools and the techniques and the patterns that worked hundreds of times all over the world, regardless of the country, the industry or sector. Mm. Um, there's some real patterns there, which is why I wrote the book to, to share that. And you went through a, a tragedy, mm. losing your mother. Yeah, well, as I was mentioning before, it was, um, it was a few years ago now, just turned 40. Um, I'd had a great career in the police, which literally enjoyed every single day. Mm. And then I was on a kidnapping case for a few days and I came back and I came home and I put my key in the door, walked in and I got a phone call saying that um, my mom had killed herself on her third attempt. So sorry. Thank you. And, uh, and I realised, I'm thinking, now I am going off all over trying to save other people's lives but I couldn't save the one life that mattered and for me that was a real wake up call as in I'm not going to allow this tragedy mm. to go to waste mm. I'm going to put it to to even better use mm. to learn around psychology and neuroscience and how to manage emotions and how to really bring about better mental health and um and within about six months, I'd left the police, I'd uh, got divorced, I'd moved out of home, and I'd started in this new role. And it was a real um, interesting few months that really taught me the power of resilience and, uh, and finding a way through all of this. Yeah, and so did you So did you find them? Or did they find you? Or was it kind of a combination? This maybe? is the company. Yeah. Um, yeah, but a bit of both, really. Mm. We're kind of new people. Because I can't imagine they put world. like an ad in the Friday ad. Yeah, in the in the Evening Standard or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? The Metro. We need a chief yeah. negotiator. And often, the pool from which to choose people to do that job mm. is is quite limited. I bet. And when I was going through the selection process, that they would say that more people have been to the International Space Station than do this job full-time at this level. Whether or not that's true, I've no idea. But actually, there's not that many full-time, tier one professional negotiators outside of the police, for example. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it is an incredible thing that you've done. And when you talk about how you've seen patterns in people, mm. and we were talking about sort of, I, I mentioned that I listened to something this morning which was a monk talking about practicing dealing with stress mm. and one of the one of the advice was passed on from a friend of mine and he was saying that actually you know you're breathing just you're breathing alone just regulating your breathing because if you breathe you're not thinking about all the chatter up mm. there you're thinking about two things which is breathe in breathe out and that actually calms you down on, on a physical level as well as a mental level and it was saying, but practice that when you're in a happy state, yes. not 
always when you're in a panicked state because if you do that then it will get easier to do that in a panic state or in a situation of stress and yeah I think I mean I've been I've been desperately looking for that for a long long time and as I mentioned to you earlier you know my father passed away I just disassociated totally Mm. I recognize that now for two years I just I, I just I just dealt with stress by by drinking too much quite honestly you know never when my kids were around or anything like that but it would be get to the weekend my kids were going to their dads mm. and who I'm not with anymore and I would just I would just drink away my sorrows mm. but basically what I was trying to do was shut this up I was trying to explain to someone the other day why I don't yeah. drink and it was like because that was too noisy mm. and I was using that to stop me doing that and I imagine a lot of people get in a lot of trouble because they don't use <laughs> you know use certain methods to try yeah. and pacif- like just just pause you know because Mm -hmm. we do feel emotions Mm -hmm. and you can't avoid them they're Mm going to come and if you don't go through them you're not going to deal with them you can you can keep them at arm's length they're not Mm going to go away Mm. they're just going to get worse you were talking about the 90 seconds weren't you yeah it's it's a great point you mentioned there around you know if we want to get fit and healthy or strong Mm. we don't go to the gym once Mm. and expect to suddenly be able to run sub 10 second 100 meters or have the body of adonis i mean i do but we've talked about not adonis that would look weird but but, you know uh, present company excluded obviously (laughs) um (laughs) is it's it's constant repetition it's practicing when the stakes are lower yeah you know, with your kids, with your spouse, with your colleagues, with neighbours, it's practising this emotional self-regulation. Mm. And I mentioned the book around something called the immediate action drill. Yes. A three-step process that you can keep in your back pocket. And the first one is when you get triggered, and everybody likes to be triggered these days, let's just say you get triggered about something you see online or in a Anything. In, in traffic or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> You, it's about interrupting the pattern, mm. the story, the trigger. And that could just be something as simple as standing up and going outside and getting some fresh air. Or it could be taking some breaths, doing some jumping jacks or whatever it is for you, putting some music on, mm. but interrupting that pattern. Yeah. Then the second step is you've got this 90 second wave where cortisol and adrenaline and other chemicals are pumping through your body. And that's when you feel the... The, uh, the anger, the frustration and the churning in the stomach or the tightness in the shoulders. And it's essentially, if you ski or surf or snowboard, it's riding that wave. Yeah. You've got 90 seconds and that's natural and normal mm. to feel that. But any longer, and all you're doing is pressing the repeat button, mm. which is just ingraining and reinforcing mm. um, that, that negative loop, that disempowering story. And you just keep reliving it and reliving yeah, it. Why? Why you, why you get to choose? Why are you doing it again and yeah. again? And so it's once you've interrupted the pattern and you've allowed that wave to move through you, it's then okay. Well, I felt the feeling. Feel the feeling and drop the story. Now the third step is: let me ask better questions. Yeah. What What does this mean? What am I missing? okay, what's the opportunity here? What do I need for myself right now? You know, those kind of questions that it gets you out of the lousy pity party for one mm. loop that we've all found ourselves in. Hey, I'm not preaching here some kind of no. um, virtuous person here. You know, I've gone through that experience myself where 
just got to interrupt it. And that immediate action drill can, can be really helpful. And, and it is, that is powerful because as, as I experienced myself, by disassociating, by distracting myself with whatever method, overworking, whatever, mm. drinking, whatever, it didn't stop it, it no. didn't go away, it just paused it and it just came back even worse. You yeah. know, I was just grieved for my father two years later than I would have done yeah. in the first place. And it was even more painful and it was even more confusing. Mm. It, it, it just, there's no point putting off the inevitable. You've just got to go through it and then take a learning from it. And like we were saying mm. earlier, there's a lesson in everything, mm. whether it might be called a mistake or, you know, it, you can still get, you can still learn something from it. You can mm. still get a gift from it. You can still. Yeah, absolutely. And they almost said you've got to, enjoy it or like it sometimes you've just got to step into it yeah the, you know and then it's again we we're speaking earlier weren't we around how um the meaning we give things mm. has a real impact on the quality of the experience is quality the right word um around you and i could experience exactly the same situational circumstances for one of us it could be game over worst thing ever happened my life is done and for the other person it's do you know what great i can really do something with this and i can transform my life into something better we've and all we've done is we've just changed the meaning of it and that's so true because again you know the only thing we can really control is ourselves mm -hmm. and you know the blame game I can't, I can't stand the blame game when someone says you made me feel i'm like you had a choice. Mm. You, you, that's my belief. Yes, I may have done something that you didn't like or triggered you with the old buzzword, but did I make you mm. feel that way? I just, you know, unless someone physically punches you or does something, I'm not saying that there's not a time that someone could say something, but it's you have a choice whether you engage or not. Yeah. You have a choice whether you regulate regulate your emotions mm, yeah. or whether you engage in that that drama that mm. catastrophe that story that pity party mm. as as i like to call it, it, it you don't have to mm. that that to me is something that i wish people were better educated mm. on because it's so easy to say oh this person did this and this person did that and then they make up their own story and then also when you talk about um you know the brain I, I trained as an NLP coach and the main reason I did that was because neuro-linguistic programming is amazing and it also teaches you that none of us have the same perspective absolutely we've like we all different think, models of the world haven't we yeah so you know I might say something to you and you might receive it in a certain way but I didn't mean to say it mm. I didn't mean it in the way you received it that's just because I have a different perspective of the world than you have and you're having to negotiate all of that for all the people that you're dealing with and their families and their children mm. and the the kidnappers i mean that is incredible i'm i'm a bit in awe which is why i didn't press record because i'm a bit in awe again it's another great point you mentioned there around we all have our own map of the world yeah map of the world that is that and is it if if i'm trying to negotiate with you or mm. just communicate and life is just is life is a negotiation and negotiation is just communication yeah we all just want to be able to communicate better so if i'm trying to communicate with you and influence and persuade you perhaps is until you feel safe seen heard and understood yeah and that you feel that i get your map of the world 
you ain't going to budge. Or if you do agree to something, it's going to be reluctantly. And if I'm in business with you, I want you to come back time and time and time again. Mm. And the only way I'm going to do that is by building that rapport, mm. empathising, cognitively empathising, and for you to feel, actually, Scott understands my position, my map of the world. Yeah. Particularly, and this is even more powerful, particularly if I actually disagree with you. Yeah. If we're in conflict, yeah, I can still take the time to make you think, actually, no, Scott really understands, then that's a game changer. And we see it so much in the world now. Everybody's shouting, mm. nobody's listening, mm. and no one has ever changed their mind genuinely what's been shouted at, no. name blamed or shamed. Um, and usually the place to, to succeed and the place to get agreement and persuasion from is in the middle. Mm. It's find the common ground. It's the middle of the bed. Mm. And yeah, it's, I, I, I mean, I, I just think it's, in, I really do commend you for writing this book because you must also have incredible intuition and insight into people because not everyone is able to, gauge a person you know people can be open but they can also be quite blocked and I imagine with kidnappers shall we call them more pirates I mean that sounds makes it sound very glamorous doesn't it but um you know they're not going to give much away so you've got to get inside their head a little bit to be able to make them feel safe that's a skill in itself as well there's no room for error there because if I got it wrong yeah then you could lose everything people die yeah um and so it is about developing the intuition but it goes back to the point you mentioned earlier it's about practice yeah and if you think well I'm not quite sure where I'm going to find the opportunity to practice life will give you plenty of opportunities Mm -hmm. if you develop your awareness and open your mind Mm -hmm. and the curiosity life will give you plenty of opportunities every single day to practice emotionally self-regulate look at things from the other person's perspective because it ain't about you that's the first rule of any form of negotiation it's not about you and then people go well actually Scott what if it's not about me how am I going to get what I want and what I say to that is if you can help the other person get what they want Mm -hmm. then you'll get what you want and more yeah 100% And, and it never fails to happen because if I think, as I mentioned before, if if I can be heard mm. and we can find some kind of common ground here, the rest is easy. It's plain sailing. Yeah. And it, it and that is just so applicable to all levels of mm. life, isn't it? All levels yep. of life. What I'm just I'm interested and nosy. What what sort of things do you do outside of your amazing work? We're gonna talk about the book in a minute, but what do you what do you do you have any sort of practices or any things that you do like meditation or anything yeah. <coughs> or sports or anything? I'm just interested, it just came I, um, to me then. Again, this took many years to refine mm. and again I constantly add and tweak stuff. But what has worked for me, particularly on being on some of these cases and and since then, I call it the three M's. Okay, I like this. Three M's, something I do every day, no negotiation. The one thing I don't negotiate with is myself. Okay. Because negotiation can be an important life skill, except when it's with yourself and it just becomes an obstacle. So true. It is. Oh, do, do I do I get up or do I have another half hour in bed or <laughs> do I eat so the cookies? Like, don't negotiate with it. Anyway. 
That's great, though. And so the three M's, really, one is movement. Yeah. So every day I would do some kind of movement. It could mm-hmm. just be simple as going for a walk, mobility work, yoga, run, CrossFit, wh- whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is meditation. And mm-hmm. meditation, I use it in the loosest sense because mm-hmm. it means different things to different people, to different schools of thought. Yeah. But it's the way I do it is it's about focused awareness. Mm. So like most people got a full day, lots of stuff happening, but it's just spending, if it's just 10 minutes mm. of sitting there quietly, not engaged in anything else, just breathing, just allowing the thoughts to come and go. I don't have to be sat on a cushion with, with no, incense. I could just be sat here and I could be practicing it. You can meditate when you walk. Exactly. Or driving. Well, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, so the second one is, is meditation or some kind of mindfulness yeah, my, yeah that's nice and then the third M is mindset so again every day I will make sure I will either read mm. I will listen to a podcast or audio book or something even if it's only for a couple of minutes again just to feed the mind with improving w- what I do and how I can be better at just being a human being to be honest and the thing that works me with these three M's, the movement, the, the mindfulness and the mindset is it's scalable. Mm. So if I've got three hours, mm. I can spend th- an hour on each. Yeah. Or if I've got three minutes. You can spend a minute on each. I can spend a minute on each. So people go, oh, I don't have the time. It's and like, they've always got time. Rubbish. We've just had time to re-record this episode. We've made it happen. You, And that's the thing. I had a conversation this morning with my other half because... He was, bless him, looking at social media, certain social media platform. And, of course, the algorithms Mm. will pull up what you're looking at. And if you look at something crashing into something, guess what it's going to keep pulling up? And that is just filling your head. And he was like, oh, my God, you've got to watch this. This is so awful. And I was like, no, I don't. Mm. Because, not because I don't care, but, and I'm not saying I don't watch the news and I don't educate myself on what's going on around the world. But when I wake up in the morning... I read something, I meditate, mm-hmm. and I write a gratitude list. Yes. And that is what I do. Yeah. And that sets me for my day. Mm-hmm. And then if I have time, I might have a bath, or I might have a walk, or I might yep. do some yoga. But very similar to yourself, and that sets me on the day. Yesterday, I had no time all day. I was just working all day and night. I really mm-hmm. was. And actually, I got my eyelashes done. I know you all think they're natural, but they're not. But my beautiful lady that did my eyelashes, I said to her when I got there, I'd been so busy. I said, do you mind if I plug my ears in and just do a meditation for an hour while you're doing this? Because if I don't do it, mm. it, it affects me. And my partner's been quite agitated the last few days. And I just suggested to him this morning, maybe you need to be more thoughtful about what you're mm. putting into your mind. Because it is that as well, isn't it? It is. I, and when we think we're doing good... Or when we're doing well in life, we go, do you know what? I don't need to listen to that meditation today. Or I don't need to read because I'm, I'm doing all right, everybody. That's when you're that, most vulnerable. That's when it starts to unpick. And then you realize a week goes by, a month goes by, and you haven't done whatever, whatever it is for you. Then, funnily enough, life gives you a reminder how you need to be disciplined make it work for you mm-hmm. small steps consistently 
every day. And James Clear, in his great book, Atomic mm. Habits, talks about... That is a great book. It's the behaviours and habits. Mm. Built on your identity, it's your behaviours and habits. Small steps consistently applied equals that sustained success. And, you know, that, that's what it comes down to. And it is like we were saying earlier, you know, if, if the... <laughs> the monk's mention of being calm when you're in a happy place it's the same thing isn't it it's like don't just don't fall on your just don't assume that everything's fine so you don't need to do anything that's when you exactly. need to keep doing stuff uh, and that's when the, the neuroplasticity kicks in yeah and I'm fascinated by neuroscience and oh, I, I do too. a bit of studying on it um, and around how the more you can rewire yourself for gratitude for happiness oh. for compassion for ease with life then it just becomes stronger and stronger and stronger more resilient and so when the big stuff does happen you'll go i've got this is it i mean hypnosis i mean i mm. i did half my training to be a hypnosis teacher and i'm actually finishing my training in august i had a little break with it but it but it is because the brain it so interests mm. me the science the, the i was a yoga teacher for a long time but i so i have that mindful practice mm. but also it's the science because mm. It's just, we did a, a thing where they put a machine on the brain and it showed the different levels of the brain sparking when you were under hypnosis. Mm. And it, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's just so powerful. And yeah, if there were more people that were doing these practices or helping themselves, then it helps. You know, again, it sounds cheesy, doesn't it? But it helps everybody. Absolutely. You know, it's a, it is like you mm. mentioned for the ripple effect, butterfly mm. effects, all of those things. One little change can change everything. And like your book, like you'd said, you know, you want one person to read this book. Now, let's talk about this bad boy. Come okay, on. Cool. I mean, we talked about you. I think everyone's going to want to read this book now. They've let's heard so. you. I want, I want to read it now. He won't let me take this book. I get very upset when my guests come on and they don't either bring me cups of coffee, glasses or books if they have anything to do with those things. I'll you send are, you one. You are writing another one though, aren't you? Oh, yeah. So maybe I'll get two. Yeah. <laughs> so this book order out of chaos is it is it's a, a collaboration of your experiences but also case studies you mentioned yeah it's i use case studies real life kidnapping and extortion cases from around the world yeah which have been uh sometimes amalgamated for legal reasons so people can't identify themselves mm -hmm. in it but all based on real events and I use those as, as the thread and which a platform from which to share the, the tools, the techniques, the strategies psychologically as well as physically that people can do, yeah. that they can develop this resilience to thrive in adversity, to communicate better, yeah. to have those difficult conversations that so many of us will put off mm. through fear of what might happen by having them. Um, and yes, it's all put together in in a easy to digest, very practical, but that covers, as I said, everything from the psychology around things to everyday tools and techniques people can apply straight away. And is this available to get now? Yeah, people, it's out on May the twenty fifth. Okay, so right, so, so it will by the time you, this you can goes. You pre-order, yeah. It will be. Yeah. It will be out when this goes out. Well, that's live. great. It will be literally. Where will they be able to get it? They Everywhere. Can, so you can pre-order it on Amazon or the other Amazon usuals. Amazon now, Waterstones, brilliant foils, uh, W H Smiths. It's all there. Are you doing a bit of a book tour? Hopefully. Yeah, you will. 
And you're getting a Netflix series. Netflix series. Not forgetting that manifestation. Well, I mean, this is just, uh, honestly, this is the sort of thing I would watch all day long. And I could talk to you all day long because it, it, it interests me on so many layers and levels. And I think there's many people out there. And also it, it really makes you think. It's think-provoking mm. in a good way. Um, like you said, you'd always wanted to be a, a, a cop. If I could go back, mm. I would have been a lawyer. Okay. I would have loved to have been a lawyer. My dad hated lawyers because he was like, oh, they're just, you know, what about if you've got someone that's guilty? But So what I, was it about being a lawyer that appealed to you then? Because giving people justice, mm. honestly. Like, I'm quite smart with my words. Mm. And I, I think I, I'm, I'm, good at, I'm a good protector. Mm. And I think I could have, you know, had I been in a position when I was younger to have disciplined myself enough to learn... Um, which I wasn't for whatever reason. My sister, she went on and she became, you know, she was in the army. She was an officer in the army. Then she was a doctor. My brother's a chartered accountant. Um, we kind of got that, all of us wanting to help. Yes. In us. Um, which was a great gift that we were given from my mum and dad. Mm. But, um, but the lawyer, yeah. I mean, my dad, it's funny. He always said he didn't want to be a lawyer, but he was always a Mackenzie's friend to so many people. Okay, yeah. And those that don't know what Mackenzie's friend is, basically, well, how did you describe Mackenzie's friend? Somebody supports uh, victims, witnesses in a court hearing, particularly yeah. like domestic abuse cases yeah. and things like that. So he would do that just to help out. So he was, we once took some. <laughs> went to court for something and the person that we were in there with actually called my dad Perry Mason <laughs> <laughs> they said who is he Perry Mason I always remember the judge saying would you sit back down please and address the court appropriately and I was like anyway we won that one obviously but it was it, he had this fascination with how the human psyche he was very interested in the brain and I think I do too and I mm. think that's something my partner's always saying to me why don't you just do it now and I'm like oh I don't I have a great friend that's a lawyer and um she's Could've, amazing. Woulda, Coulda, woulda, shoulda, I know, I know. Maybe, maybe. maybe. But I think it's the same as you, that f you, giving people a voice. I mean, that's why I do this podcast, mm. is to give yeah. people a voice. And so people get to know who the person is behind the story. Because mm. it's very easy to paint a picture yeah. and then to see what they see. Oh, she's got a nice car, she does this, she does that. No one knows quite what's been mm. going on underneath. Mm. People don't know your story. Mm. They do now. Mm. And that's why I do this podcast. And it's a passion because yeah. it helps people. Um, you know, many people have had Netflix series after this. <laughs> I'm really going to I go. will give you the credit for it. When if it. If it comes off or when it comes Please. off. Please. Yeah. I'll have a word. I know Please. But honestly, I can see this going somewhere for you because it is really so. powerful and it's it's real life experience encapsulating human behaviour mm. and showing you a way to, to work with it mm. that is beneficial for everybody. And I think it, the world needs this now. It does. More than ever. And it's... There's a lot of angry people out there at the moment. Isn't it just? And I think the applicability of this is, as you said, it can apply when not... It's dealing with your kids, your spouse, yeah. your colleague, or just people ranting and raving on the other end of the political spectrum to you and you want to, you know, have better conversations. I hate talking politics. We'll leave. We'll leave. Yeah. 
But this book, the next book that you're writing, not that we're not focusing on, this book that you're going to pre-order today. Well, actually, you're going to buy it today because it'll be out. But we can pre-order it. I'm going to pre-order it because I don't think I can wait for the postman. Um, the next one's going to be a novel. So that's more about, like, because you said you enjoyed doing the case studies because you could mm. keep the anonymity. Not, I can't say that word. Anonymity. I can't even say it as well. Anonymity. <laughs> anonymity. That one. We know what we well, mean. For me, there's um, there's a there's a craft and a, a creative process. You like that bit? I do like that. You like I also writing. think that the material in this book, I could have written ten books on it. Could you? So I because do it. There's so much <laughs> material there, and so I think. Well, I know for a fact that there's a second one similar to this. Yeah. And then, as I mentioned to you before, the the novel, which which is a completely different type of writing yet you know did enjoy the creative part of writing this with the case yeah. studies um again but it's all just about stories and communicating a message whether or not that's fiction or non-fiction whether or not that's giving a presentation doing a podcast we're all human beings with our own story with a message to trying to convey it and relate to other people and you know have fun i've honestly i've so enjoyed talking to you i really am to feel very privileged to have met you, you because yeah honestly i mean and i got to talk to you for an hour and a half it's just you didn't get to hear the first half but there might be some juicy bits that certain person ends up sticking in little little sneaky bits anyway but i think we've covered a lot there yeah, that could so. really help people and the main thing is people need to go out and buy this book yes Please. Because it, it's, I think it's a really powerful message. You know, like it says in the front, win every negotiation, thrive in adversity, become a world-class communicator. Who doesn't need to do that? If everyone in the world tried to do a little bit more of that, mm. the world would be a much better place. Full stop. That's it, isn't it? Absolutely. So it's been, it, honestly, thank you for sticking around longer for me. You're welcome. <laughs> You did make me feel better inside when you mentioned that something might have happened like that in one of your scenarios. I won't name and shame, but we all make mistakes. Indeed, We're only indeed. human. But um, yeah, that's taught me something about my emotional behaviour that I kind of got so excited to talk to you that I completely forgot to press record. The most important thing. <laughs> so there's a lesson in that. There is. I'll learn the lesson. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, so you. Scott Walker... Order Out of Chaos. Get this book. It could really help you. Um, thank you, Ernie, Ernie, for giving me my specs that are not just spectacular, but mean that I can read the book that Scott's going to send me and sign something probably silly, I imagine, inside it. Um, and, yeah, it's just it's just been great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for what you've done, full stop, about, you know, helping the, the hundreds of families and people that you've helped and for being a detective all those years genuinely thank you for that because i don't think people get thanked enough mm. for the work they do it's dangerous work you know we didn't talk about the dangerous mm. side of it but i have no doubts there have been very dangerous situations that you've been put in and you've done that for the people yep. so thank you for that but thank you also for passing on your wisdom because you've got to pass it on you're welcome so it's been brilliant to talk to you scott likewise Go and have a wonderful day. I will do. And you? Are you doing negotiations today? Maybe, with the kids. But not with yourself. No, never negotiate with yourself. Never negotiate with yourself. That's what I'm going to take away with this. Never, never negotiate 
with yourself. All right. Well, look, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the big chat. Come back and talk to us I when you do. do the second book. I will do. All right. Thank Thanks you. then. Thanks. Thanks.